Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guest is Sam Knowlton, who just might be one of the most interesting people you'll ever meet. He's a professional whistler, a freelance camera operator, a part owner of the Green Bay Packers, and his music has been featured in all kinds of videos across the world, from makeup tutorials to workout routines. He joins the podcast to chat about all of his experiences offering sage wisdom into things like the creative process, using social media, and traveling around the world. And I know that last one is on hold for right now, but we're going to get back to it. We're going to see some great things. In the meantime, Sam, take it away. Have you heard that jingle before? It's a Toys R Us jingle. My name is Sam Knowlton. I'm the person that whistled that jingle. I'm a professional whistler. Yep, that's a thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's magical. That's magical. Uh, so how did, you, how did you get that? How did you score the Toys R Us gig? Well, um, it's, uh, you want the long story or the short story? It's a podcast. Let's get the long story. Let's get the long story. <laughs> All right. So I'm a singer as well. I'm a pro- professional singer and uh, whistler in New York City. And I, uh, I'm in a bunch of acapella groups, uh, professional acapella groups and, and semi-pro and things like that. And we were at a acapella competition, and there, the MC was a uh, professional whistler. I thought, well, <laughs> I can do that. That's, <laughs> I can do what he's doing. Um, and so I, I looked into it. Because it's, you know, what a joke that is. A professional whistler? Are you kidding me? Um, And so I looked into it, and there's this whole world of competitive whistling. Um, uh, Every year there's a, well, every other year there is a World Whistling Championships in Tokyo, um, which I've been to a couple times now. Uh, But um, because of that, people on social media kind of knew that that's the weird quirky thing that I can do. Um, and so, uh, a friend of mine was working at a voiceover agency that got this voiceover gig, quote unquote, um, even though it was whistling, they also had, uh, a voiceover component to it that someone else did, but, um, they needed a whistler. Um, so it was just like booking a a voiceover gig, except, a whistling voiceover gig. Toys R Us wanted their jingle to be whistled by a professional. So he knew who I was and he brought me in. He's like, yeah, we're just going to use you. That's nice. We're not going to keep looking for people. <laughs> so did you, um, did you nail it in one take or did it, it, you have to go through it a few times? Well, I I did have to audition, I guess, once. And so I had to kind of show off a little bit um, just to prove that I could I knew what I was doing because, mm-hmm. you know, anybody can whistle basically. Um, and so I kind of just went crazy like a. <laughs> like something like that, you know, um, <laughs> just going to town. But then the actual one, uh, the jing it was the full jingle. Um, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. It's like 30. 45 seconds long, the full version that they wanted. Um, and so, you know, I learned the jingle and then I got in there and apparently the jingle was a little bit different. Oh, wow. <laughs> like they were different. The melody was just slightly different here and there um, throughout the whole thing. Um, so I had to kind of adapt in the sound booth, but I'd, I'd have plenty of experience 
vocally doing that, so that wasn't too big of an issue. Um, but yeah, magical, magical. And w- was it extra devastating then when Toys R Us went bankrupt, or had it, had um, it been enough? Uh, by then? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I just, I, I just now I, I can claim that they paid me so much money that I, I made them bankrupt. So that's fun. <laughs> I'm just sad that I never got to see it in a commercial or anything like that. It was just an online thing that they put out, and then they were going to put it into a campaign. And um, it was cool because they showed me in the in the um, studio the video it was going to go over. And it's kids running oh, nice. into the store on this big jib shot that's that's pushing into the the Toys R Us store. Um, so that was cool, and I was excited to actually hear that and have people around the country go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I've heard that." Um, but they've heard the jingle. And so if you say <laughs> that, uh, that I'm the, I'm the whistle of, of Toys R Us, they know what that means. And maybe there's a bootleg version of, uh, what was never on TV, but somewhere yeah, out there. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. I should look that up, actually. That's a great question. I, I should see if that exists. Yes. If so, please share. Unaired Toys R Us yeah. commercials. <laughs> it's hot on YouTube. It's a hot <laughs> subgenre. I mean, it's amazing what I'll get recommended for on uh, on YouTube, especially oh, yeah. especially as I mean, like related videos. Like, yeah, I don't get it, but the the related bad. videos have scored me so much work uh, on YouTube. <laughs> I put uh, weird musical uh, videos up, and uh, people find them because they're recommended from other weird rabbit holes that they're in the middle of. Um, whatever it is that they get recommended, they somehow find professional Whistler videos. I mean, it's not a it's not a bad little area to set yourself up in, and I always enjoy. I feel like you've been on a roll lately uh, with your uh, appearing in like your music appearing in random videos. Um, so there's actually a, yeah. a cool thing out <laughs> called thematic now for um, for people that have bands that uh, they're just looking to get their music out there. Um, you can sign up for this service, so all these YouTube creators and Instagram whoever they're you know makeup tutorials or you know videos of their vacation um youtube is going to flag all those you know they don't want chain smokers songs in your videos because they want to pay the chain smokers uh or their publishers and and so uh thematic you can sign up your music to be royalty free in these videos but they they have to tag you in the video or you know, in the, in the comments or whatever as the trade-off. And so it's, it's a way to get your, your music exposed, which is really interesting because I've had some of my, I, I have a, uh, a, synth, a modern synth pop band in Brooklyn here. And some of that music has been in um, dance workout <laughs> videos in the Philippines. And it's just amazing to see what people come up with. And it's, it's cool because sometimes people are like, they really use your music as a, is a, um, I don't know, a, a means of telling the story. And sometimes they're not paying attention to it at all. It's just there because they need some sounds. And that's equally cool just to, you know, it's, you know, as a small time artist, it's nice to have people throw your music away kind of almost. It sounds, <laughs> a, it sounds kind of uh, counterintuitive, but it feels almost validating in a way. So do you get alerted when someone uses your music in a video or do you just happen to like stumble upon this or someone shares it with you? Well, if they like on Instagram, they they have to tag you, and so I get that alert. 
Um, but things on YouTube, they have a they have a portal where you can see all of the the pickups that you've recently gotten, and some of them are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> can you share a few others? Also, we'd be remiss in saying the name of your band, Goodnight the Satellite. Well, that's uh, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Goodnight the Satellite. We're doing we're doing um, a great job promoting it. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm slacking on my on my social media present. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube and yes. Facebook and Twitter and all those things. We'll be answering um, questions for the first 30 minutes after this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So my band, Goodnight the Satellite, has a uh, um, has has been in so many videos, mostly makeup tutorials. For whatever reason, they just because it's um, it's extra super happy music um super poppy super bright um kind of music so that lends itself well to energetic tutorials about the latest from um whatever eye cream you need to put on before you (laughs) put your foundation on whatever it is um so some of those things yeah and and different people's vacation videos that have about eight views on them but that's fine too that's a nice yeah that's a nice uh vacation soundtrack while you're uh is it has there ever been um i mean i guess th- maybe this is too too recently to really inspire you but i know you're a big traveler so have you seen your music in any uh any videos that have inspired you to maybe plan a future trip somewhere because it just looks so appealing i mean a lot of the pl- i want to travel everywhere <laughs> we've been a lot of places but there's a lot left to go the world's a big place um but yeah, I mean, the next one is the next one for for us is Greece. We're gonna go to Greece um, next, whenever next is. And uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's often you know people use that as their their travel videos because it's it's so easy to get pretty pictures of Greece and um, Instagram influencers like those pictures. So yeah, kinda. I'd like to go to Greece because of that. <laughs> Nice. That's yeah. Greece is on my list as well. Also, yeah. whenever next is, who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> whenever that is. Ah, lovely. So you going back a little bit to the uh, the whistling championships. How sure. how do you qualify for this? Uh, how like how did how did you go from oh like I'm doing jingles and and uh, whistling and now I'm performing internationally? Yeah. It, so. I mean, you have to apply and you send in uh, a classical song and a contemporary song. Um, so like a jazz or a pop song, whatever. Um, and then you either get accepted or not. And you probably get accepted. There's not tons and tons and tons of people applying for this. Um, so odds are good that you'll get in. But um, then when you go... You have to do a a classical piece followed immediately by a uh, contemporary piece, um, about four minutes each. And then if you are good enough, you go to the finals the next day and you have to do another mm. classical piece and contemporary piece. So you got four songs that you're taking to, to Tokyo. Um, and the first time I went, I, I made the finals. Um, there were seven of us. And, um, it took a couple months to translate all the, uh, all the scores. And, uh, so the top three people got trophies and, um, 
I didn't get a trophy. So I'm like, okay, well I'm either four, five, six or seven. Um, and when the score sheets came back, I was eighth. So somehow, (laughs) somehow I was so offensive in the final that they went, no, move somebody else up. That was horrible. Which I'm, I'm sure isn't true, but it was probably a translation thing, but I think it's, I just think it's funny that I never, I, I don't care to know. <laughs> what did I you, was probably seventh. So what did I'll you do that. in the final? That <laughs> I don't know. That was so outrageous. Ran out of the audience and punched the judges. <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that. I would have scored yeah, that a bronze no. at least. I would. Have yeah, I didn't think it that. was my best work of all time, but it certainly wasn't worth a a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody else that didn't do two extra songs. I somehow got negative points, maybe. I mean, that's a, that's impressive in its own right. So yeah. I'd, I'd I'm just assuming that, I got seventh know. place. <laughs> the one thing that was cool about it, though, is uh, right before I went on stage, the person that went before me, um, we're off in the wings, um, so nobody sees us. It's just the, the stage manager back there. And he did his set, I guess you would call it. And he came back and he was standing um, in the legs uh, where nobody, like I was the only person that could see him. He turned around to the stage and bowed in reverence to the stage. It was the most Japanese thing I've ever seen. Uh, and I just thought it was so cool to, like, to just give respect to the space that you just performed in. Like, thank you for giving me this opportunity to perform piles of wood that collectively <laughs> make a stage. Just a weird, weird competition. But in, enticing enough to go back in 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I went, uh, I just applied kind of as a joke because you have to pay to go. It's not like they send you over there. <laughs> They're not flying and you that's out there. a long ways away. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I posted about it on Facebook, like, hey, I got accepted to this thing. I'm not going, but isn't that cool? And someone else was like, uh okay, I looked this up and it's um, eight blocks from my apartment. I have a spare room if you want to go. Okay, well, that takes that, you know, it's just a flight now. So I went. But yeah, it was so, I mean, Tokyo is just such an incredible city that I had to go back and it was, it is just amazing. That place is incredible. Did you boost your, uh, your performance? No, <laughs> no, 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 I, 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 <laughs> I did quite the opposite. I did not try nearly as hard. Uh, I didn't, I didn't make the finals this time. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I, this isn't my entire life for some people. This is everything and they're devastated if they don't make the finals or if they don't win or whatever it is. And for me, it's just a fun adventure. I just enjoy an adventure and use music as a, a means to an end. I kind of feel like that's a good uh, sort of descriptor of you in general, because I, I feel like you, I, at least of all the people I'm friends with on Facebook, have the widest variety of posts uh, that you share. Well, I try. Whether it's yeah. the recent, uh, why does this exist, <laughs> of just like weird <laughs> yeah. gifts uh, to yeah, your, your I, questions I of the day. So the, yeah, where do you find all this? It's I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of free time as a freelancer. I work my my day job is uh, I work in television. I'm a uh, uh, freelance camera operator for television, mostly sports. Um, but 
that means I'm not working every day, which means I have tons of time to work on music. And if I'm bored of that or I've done it already for the day, I have I can just explore social media and find the I, I can finish it. I can finish all of Facebook and find all of the crazy gifts and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I try to. Yeah, it it really is all about adventure. I'm I'm more interested in adventure. I have no like affinity for television, but I'm passionate about it because of the places it takes me and the experiences I get because of it. Um, so, yeah, approach music the same way, I guess. Lovely. What are some of? I was gonna put this as our top three, but it's just such a great segue. What are some of the places you've gotten to go to uh, as a camera operator? The camera opera. Um, well, I do a lot of tennis. Um, so I've done um, the Miami Open, the Indian Wells in California. I did Montreal last year, and I do the U.S. Open every year. Um, so in here in New York, uh, which we won an Emmy for last year. That was nice. Nice My first Emmy. Um, yeah. It's mostly that I do a lot of work at, at Madison Square Garden, though. And so, you know, being on the floor at the garden, getting run into by NBA players or hockey players or whatever it is. I guess, yeah, that's the one. I mean, you tend to get jaded by those things when that's where you work all the time. But it is still cool to be on the ice for an NHL shootout. Like, it's just you, the players and the refs. And you're on the ice during gameplay. I mean, that's. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Have you gotten trucked before? <laughs> not, not, well, I mean, I mean, the other day I got crashed into by R.J. Barrett, um, who not a, not a small man. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's not a small man. Um, but the worst part about it was that he bounced off of Rudy Gobert right before that. So that oh no, was, oh, amazing. But um, yeah, I get. I tend to. Um, so R.J. Barrett, for people that don't know, is uh, he, he played for Duke. He was a, a big star on Duke um, and is now in the New York Knicks. Um, and as a rookie, he like steps on my foot all the time because I'll, I'll be shooting camera underneath the basket or, or, or close to the court. And um, he, more than anybody, runs into me, which I think is because he's a rookie and <laughs> he's trying harder than everybody else. Um, yeah, it's usually the younger players, partially because they haven't learned the exact boundaries of where their feet can step out of bounds and things like that before they step on people, um, which is fine. I mean, you're that close. You expect to, to get stepped on. It's just usually the younger players that barrel India at full speed. <laughs> but so far, you haven't had any uh, Dennis Rodman uh, getting kicked no. situations. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. They're usually pretty nice. Um yeah, there's a few people that are um, real nice about helping you back up if they if they run into you or, or whatever. But can you name names? Do you wanna do you wanna give anyone a um, shout out a, to be kind? Um, you might be more help. Who's the other guy? The the star on the Jazz, um, um, Donovan Mitchell. Yes, Donovan Mitchell oh. is is one of the nicest people in the NBA. He crashed into the, our other camera operator on the other side and um, that same night and helped everybody up and uh his mom was actually there and um so it was uh yeah he's a he's a nice guy 
Nice. Yeah, it's good to it's good when people aren't jerks. <laughs> right. Sometimes they're jerks, but I yeah. won't name them. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you can do one one nice shout out, one uh, yeah, exactly, one step up your game shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. I certainly have much less experience as a camera operator, but I remember when we were at Miami. Uh, this might have been after you left, but maybe uh, maybe you were still there. Um, where we we did like a preseason basketball game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. all the UMTV folks, and yeah. I remember being under the basket for part of that, and had a. Uh, uh, just a host of people all kind of crash into like the chair I was sitting on. So we yeah. all just kind of tumbled down. And I just remember someone in my ear being like, Oh, did you get that from like down low? And I was like, I don't know. Cause this, I've never done this before. This and is I, my first time. I, hear, I, I think it you. was pointing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm also, just here you for... have the video. Shouldn't yeah. you know? <laughs> but that was good. Everyone was very apologetic too. I could not tell you any players involved. Um, but yeah, they were all, I mean, all college players that probably didn't make the NBA, but that's true. Still well, farther than I went. There was one that made the NFL, but that was about it. Yeah, <laughs> two actually, right? With uh, Eric Swope oh, as well. Swope, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were a couple of them. Shout now we're really to... getting in the weeds for the people yeah. that are listening here. <laughs> really care about 2007 Miami Hurricanes basketball <laughs> that then became tight ends in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific fan base. That's what we're going for here. Hey, you got to be yeah. niche. You got to be niche to get the yeah. uh, get the people involved. <laughs> get the pe- give the people what they want, yes. which is Jimmy Graham tidbits. Yes, who's now on the Bears? So as a yeah. long-suffering Bears fan, I can uh, again be and frustrated. As a Packers owner, I'm very upset about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you've got how many shares do you have with the team? Oh, just one. Just one. Yes, they're pretty much just a formality. <laughs> so there's really no point in having more than one. But. No, I know some yeah. people do. I like the idea of someone buying a lot of shares. In the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make no my voice heard here. <laughs> yeah, I think wow, this one person voted a ton. <laughs> okay, well that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, throw it yeah, in the trash with everything. Just, else. Yeah, yeah. All of the Packers owners, um, collectively, are one board seat. So we all get to vote on major issues. And then that counts as one vote on the board. So, <laughs> is it just like a majority rules, or is it just whatever? Probably whatever they know. want. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is, I am an actual NFL owner, and so I'm required. I mean, most people don't because who's going to check? But you're required to adhere to the rules of NFL owners, which is you can't disparage the league or any of its properties in any way. Um, so you can't like. You can't you can't talk bad about um, Roger Goodell or any of that stuff because that's you know they literally could take your ownership away if they wanted to, but they're never going to find out. I just think it's kind of fun that you're. <laughs> it's it's fun for Facebook comments to be like, well, I can't technically comment on this, but if I could. <laughs> I do like the idea of NFL suits just like storming down, like breaking down your <laughs> just, door and being yeah. like, <laughs> there's someone in Palo Alto at Facebook headquarters or wherever that is. That's just, just going through feeds and just searching uh, hashtags all day to see if NFL, <laughs> if any of the NFL owners said anything disparaging, just looking up Goodell sucks and matching it yeah. with names. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's get a helicopter out to Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, it's magical, magical, mm. magical indeed. Oh, yes, so so wonderful, so wonderful. Well, well. Oh no, you go, you go. I was gonna say you have a band, don't you? Yes, we do. So, 
are you a ta- guitar? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Tell me about your band. Oh, lovely. You're in charge of this interview now. I like <laughs> Sorry. It. No, no, no. I, like I just it. thought it was topical according to the, uh, the topic of the show today. Yes. According to the, I actually am wearing a shirt. I don't know if you can really see it, but it's a, it's a skeleton playing a guitar. Oh, right on. <laughs> uh, which I got probably when I was like 14 or 15 and, uh, as was my style at the time, bought it like two sizes too big for me. So now it fits perfectly. Now <laughs> no, it's I, perfect. So you no can longer, hear it forever. Yeah. Uh, yes, and I, I certainly have. Haven't changed in a week. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, our band is Burning Years. Uh, we're, uh, I'd say, kind of more just like generally rock now. Started out more pop punk, but um, I'd say we've we've evolved a little bit. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> working working on uh, some new music. If there's any kind of positive from being cooped up all day, uh, yeah. It's getting to getting to work on some new tunes. So hopefully, hopefully something's out by 2020. We've got some demos going and hopefully we can actually, uh, you know, turn them into something listenable. It's a good time to be creative, isn't it? Yes. You have all this space to, with no one judging you other yes. than the, the internet, which is easy to <laughs> turn off. Um, yeah. So when did you learn how to play the guitar? Oh man. Um, I think I probably around like 20 10 or 2011 is when I felt like, oh, I'm good enough to at least like play in front of people. Okay. I, I know probably throughout all of college, I would like, you know, kind of start trying to play and then never really stuck with it. I had a guitar for dummies book. I remember being uh, like, okay, <laughs> but I just kind of, they got a lot into like theory and stuff like really early on. And I was like, that's probably good. But like, I don't know. It's too confusing to me as someone that like just wants to learn some basic chords yeah. to start with. Um, and so I think I just found some tabs online um, and just kind of played along with songs that I liked. And that I was works. like, no, it's yeah. good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently, I don't know if learning the guitar is the right word, but <laughs> I got a guitar for my birthday last year. So I've had it for a year now and um, just kind of been, futzing around with it because i have a ton of piano books i play the uh piano more than anything um and so all those piano books of your favorite artists have uh chords on the top and i would just play the chords on the piano but they also have the the shapes for guitar they have the you know the little condensed tabs basically nice um so like here's how to play a d here's how to play a g here's how to play this g you know, because it's up here and it's going to lead you to, you know, it's it's a different place to put it. It is so difficult. <laughs> I'm having such a hard time. It just is so, um, it's not intuitive for me for whatever reason. Um, part of it is that I'm starting on the John Mayer books, which that guy's just ridiculous. He's like, you know, one of the best guitar players ever. Yeah. And so he's, you know, modifying all these suspended chords and um, tossing in a bunch of uh, dissonance and... Uh, so it's not really the best place to start. Uh, I guess it helps being a musician already, but it's still my fingers don't fit those shapes on the guitar. Oh yeah, there's there's sometimes and like I remember when I was first starting out too, where I'd watch tutorials, uh, and and they're like, yeah, just like stretch your you know your pinky across four frets here, and I'm like, no, yeah. it doesn't want to. I can, no. I cannot do that. That's not a human being thing yeah. that happens. <laughs> I'm not double jointed. I'm sorry. I can't right. do it. I will say uh, playing on electric guitar is far easier. Uh, well, that's for me good. At least. Yeah. I have an electric guitar. So. Yes. So uh, I, I mean, that's, I think, I think, I know my dad had an electric. I think that's mostly what I would practice on when I was first starting out. Um, just because it's, 
yeah, you don't need as much pressure on the strings. You can slide up and down easier. Uh, you can get away with power chords. It's just, and yeah, it just sounds better if you want to rock, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, yeah. But part of it, though, is that in a New York City apartment, you either have to that is true. <laughs> plug in and, and put your headphones on or just unplug the thing and just play it on your lap for a while. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're learning, that's fine. But. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Having the shared walls probably uh, yeah. <laughs> not super conducive to electric. <laughs> no, not really. Or any instrument for that, for that matter. Unless you neighbor uh, a drummer. If you've got a drummer neighbor, then maybe you can play, can play well, together. I, I sure yeah. don't. <laughs> I sure don't. We, for whatever reason, we <laughs> multiple times have, uh, have gotten um, neighbors that scream at each other nonstop. Like within the house or like multiple neighbors screaming across? Oh, no, within the house. Okay. It's like in the same unit, though. Yeah, still, still someone will move out and we'll be like all right finally they have moved out and then somebody moves in and they're equally as mad at each other <laughs> whatever it's just life just it. life yeah. yeah we're all we're all just trying not to yell at each other and <laughs> some of us are better not. at it <laughs> <laughs> should be the uh the title of the episode we're all just trying not to yell at each other <laughs> i like it jotting it down <laughs> yeah Oh, magical. Well, I, I don't want to bore you to death too much with my own band, but I, I know you wrote, you wrote this down as a top three that you wanted to cover, that you always like to ask people yeah. about their top three bands mm-hmm. and artists. We're going to go l- a layer deeper of that. Ooh. What are your top three records that people oh, man. should own That's and or better. listen to? Yeah. 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 So I like asking that question because everybody... I love that you asked top threes. I, I'm a huge fan of questions because it, it, I mean, it exposes people's, you know, innermost thoughts. So, um, especially on tough questions that they don't know the answers to and they're trying to work out themselves. So top three is always like, because people don't think about that too often. Mm. But uh, for me, music is how I communicate the most deeply and so if someone tells me they're top musicians, I understand everything about them because of that. Um, so like if people are, are painters and they ask who their top painters are, or comedians or whatever it is, it tells you like a part of their soul. Um, so I love that because I don't, you know, I don't have a top album, so I'd have to think about it. But um, I guess they kind of follow my favorite artists. Um I mean, my well, unquestionably, my number one album of all time is Asia by Steely Dan. Um, finally, after several tries, I got a record that doesn't skip. Oh, nice. Found it in St. Louis and brought it back, and it actually doesn't skip for once. Uh, yeah, Peg is one of my favorite songs. I just, I don't know. That's, it's hits all the, all the right spots for me. Um, and then... Um, I mean, most people for music, a lot of people's brains kind of coalesce around what music they like when they're in their early 20s. So um, and that sticks with them for life. Uh, There's, you know, research on that you can look up. But uh, so when I was that age, I was listening to Jamiroquai a lot. Um, A lot of people know for virtual insanity, but was actually continued to be big in the UK. so for like modern um, synthy funk, 
he was kind of the the bastion of that genre. Um, so yeah, there was a you know dynamite album or there's a compilation that I just listened to nonstop. I don't know. I'd have to dig deep for that third album though. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite artists is a, a guy named Gabe Dixon. Um, he uh, he also went to school at the University of Miami, um, but he for a while he was um, Paul McCartney's keyboard player. Um, he's currently the keyboard player for Tedeschi Trucks Band. Played with Supertramp for a while, um, but he ha- he writes his own songs, so he's a songwriter uh, more than anything, and he's a ridiculous piano player. Um, but he actually played at my wedding, which was oh wow, just the most amazing thing of all time. Um, Flew in from Nashville that morning and flew right back out again. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's got some some great albums because uh, when he started, it, his band was very very early two thousands experimental, like Dave Matthews kind of um, freeformy jazz pop kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he's a tremendous songwriter and. Um, yeah, one of his albums would have to be up there as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I like I like getting the uh, getting him to play at your wedding. That's cool. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was that was just it was the absolute dream wedding. Also, immediately flying home after yeah. flying in that morning. Yeah, just showed up, played a wedding. I had to wear a suit because he's going to a wedding. <laughs> like, flew out in a suit and then just flew back home again to see his family. What a day. Baller move all around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he actually said um when he was playing with Supertramp on their Europe tour, um they would they stayed in Paris or something some centralized place in Europe and they would fly to wow. their gig every day and fly back to their hotel in Paris every <laughs> night. Like, all right. Well, that's a life. Yeah. <laughs> I guess rack up those frequent flyer miles. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably had their own plane, is my guess. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not the life for me, but uh, still fun. Still fun. Yeah. Although I don't know. I guess getting to see a lot of play. I don't. I don't know. That's if you did other. it once. Yeah. yeah. It would be nice. I actually got. Uh, um, I got contacted by Cirque du Soleil a couple of years ago to go do a tour because they have a show where one of their ringmasters is a whistler. Hmm. Um, and. Uh, so like the actual best whistler in the world is now doing that that gig, which is fantastic. He's way better than I am. Um, uh, he's off doing that, but he's he's doing that kind of thing where he's tur- touring around Europe and North America and whatever. Um, yeah, he's unbelievable. <laughs> he is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> nice. So lots of doors can can open up from. Uh, from adventure toys r us jingles yeah and from adventure yeah. yeah that's a better lesson that's a broader lesson <laughs> yeah lots of I'm doors out, from adventure. out to explore the the world and all it has to offer love it love it yeah. all right well sam you're off the hook thank you uh so much for hopping on if people want right to find on. you or use your music in uh their own I, I want to say something besides a makeup tutorial because I think that it's Listen, I think that's lots cool of options. Too. But yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is they want to use it for, yeah. Uh, my website is samnolton.com, N-U-L-T-O-N. Um, and um, I'm also on on uh, 
Twitter and YouTube is where I post all my weird videos. I do vocal looping and I do synth pop jams and I do whistling videos and by far whistling videos are the most requested. So <laughs> I have to get a few more of those up, but uh, yeah, we'll see. They're all highly enjoyable. So recommend <laughs> all listeners to check them out. Well, thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. Well, that's that's all. That's all. But of course, we're going to end with a, a crummy joke, as okay. we as we always love to do. I I feel like usually these are one liners, but this might even be just like a half liner. It's not even a oh, question. Um, but a, a snare drum and a crash cymbal fall out of a tree. But um, nice. Get after it today, people. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.